Love is a mystery, Cozy Zone friends. Ben Weber here. I am sitting here freshly shorn from Hair Metal, the only haircut place that I will go to these days in New York City. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I have a an, an aversion to getting my hair cut. I think it began with some childhood trauma. I got some nicks on my neck. Back in the day, I always looked so stupid. I had a bowl cut. Even well into my my undergrad years, my early 20s, I just couldn't get a haircut that felt good and sexy. And cut to hair metal in Williamsburg, uh, you know, with their beautiful metal, tattooed, pierced, dyed haircutting ladies. Uh, you know, they just make me feel amazing all, all the time. I, you know, I walk out of there looking pretty, pretty vanilla. You know, I am not a, a rocker, but you know, the experience is enough. It, 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 it fuels that rock and roll sensation that I want, that fantasy that I am on the road, that I'm gonna you know, have a, a dressing room filled with all the things that I want, all the, the Colectivo coffee and ooh, chocolate-covered pretzels and, uh, oh, just delicious sparkling waters and maybe, you know, a very a very expensive scotch with a, a funny-shaped ice cube, maybe like a penis or a dragon. You know, something just to make me smile when it's sitting there slowly melting into my my glass, and I, I can smile and, and calm my nerves before I go out and blow the fucking minds of a stadium full of people. Um, you know, and I like to feel that way when I'm getting my hair cut. It is certainly uh, adds to the cozy feeling of a, of a not-so-cozy situation. I want to give a special shout-out to Caroline, who cut my hair tonight. Um, we had such a wonderful conversation. It was so easeful. Um, you called me an empath. I learned about the linguistics degree that you're pursuing at Brooklyn College. Uh, please, please cherish that. Please continue that. Please write that book that you want to write, that accessible book, Bringing the Mysteries of Linguistics to the Lay People. Um, Caroline, you had a huge crush on Mark Marin, uh, which I do too. Uh, and that was such a lovely uh, way to come together. Uh, I always, my go-to question is, where are you from in the nation? As if me knowing the regional geography of someone will will give me absolute insight into who they are and why they are the way they are and what their psychology is just by the regional air that they were breathing. And I don't know shit about anywhere, really. I know a little bit about Milwaukee. I've, I've steeped in New York for a while, so I guess I, I have a, a, a sense of the flavor, the local flavor. But I don't know. I just, it, I'm just filled with assumptions that are fed to me by the media. And, but they're not right. 
they're not right. Um, but you know, something that that I I like talking about was the fact that Mark Marin really allowed me to savor all of the shitty feelings that are that are necessarily welling up inside me. It it gave them value. It gave them weight and artfulness uh, as opposed to, you know, they're, they're like, you know, cockroaches that I need to, to stamp out or, or sweep under the rug or something like that. And so, you know, here we are at episode 30 of The Cozy Zone with Rania Furia. Um, oh, Rania, this is a very special episode. Um, you know, I met you because you were the partner of my good friend, my my one of my best friends, Tim Manley, uh, episode two. Uh, check that out. We we cozy zone it up in the nook. Um, but Rania, you truly reverberate very deeply into where I am right now. You you told me about the Children's Museum of the Arts and got me the in there to to get my first job as a teaching artist where I could actually begin to identify as a teaching artist, an identity that has proved extremely fruitful and both, you know, emotionally and philosophically sustaining and nourishing. Uh, I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm thinking a lot about how I feel most of the time, and that is that is just consumed with fear. And Rania, you are a person who I find to be fearless. Like, you don't seem to be afraid of the things that I'm afraid of. Um, you have adventured to Burkina Faso. Uh, you know, you have had some very challenging family struggles, which uh, you'll hear about in the episode. And you are a poised, glowing, uh, grounded person, uh, and you're an educator. And I don't know, I have a lot of respect for you, and I'm really glad to know you. I want to tell you guys, before we get into uh, Rania's episode, I, I went hiking this weekend with my friend, Zach. Um, you, you can hear our episode, uh, uh, I don't remember the number right now, but it's... Uh, uh, it's after Breakneck Ridge, Zach Scholl. We went on another hike. And this time we went to New Paltz, New York, to the, the Minnewaska State Preserve, the, the Mohonk Preserve specifically. I'm, I'm holding the Day Pass certificate right here. And we had an absolutely amazing time. Uh, we caught a bus from Port Authority. It was really nice, surprisingly. We met a cab driver who told us all about uh, a bank robbery that just went down, and we, you know, we got a moment to shit on bankers, which felt really validating. And then we descended onto this hike, and you know, because of of Hurricane Joaquin, the weather has been a little interesting in in the New York region. Uh, and so it was a, a chilly day. There was mist everywhere, and we descended onto these ridges, and there was just this magical mist, and the, the 
The path went in and out of mountain streams, and there were waterfalls and adorable moss. I've decided that moss is my favorite plant uh, because it's so soft and inviting. And I just, I, I don't know, it, it makes rocks into couches, which is unbelievably uh, alchemistic and mystical. And we ate lunch by this huge waterfall, and it was so easy to get to. It was so easy to to escape the disgusting hustle of New York and be in this otherworldly space. So I just want to express my gratitude for that. Um, Rania took me to the Brooklyn Inn, which is a bar in uh, Borum Hill. It was so lovely. It's an old, old bar. You can order food there. They have carry-out menus. Um, it was, we were like the first ones in there when it opened, and you can sort of hear the crowd revving up as we get into our cozy zone. Um, I'm really grateful for this episode, as of course I am for all episodes. Uh, just just to, to, to give you guys the plugs, um, follow me on Twitter at Cozy Zones. Follow me on Instagram, at Ben Weber Projects. Email me, ben at smashtype.com. And like the Cozy Zone Foundation, the people that make this all happen. Um, these are the people who give unlimited funds to make our dreams come true. They make the Cozy Zone podcast happen. These are the magic makers. This is the intelligentsia, or the Illuminati, I should say, that is making everything good in your life possible. So like them on Facebook. Um, it's the least you can do. Without further ado, please enjoy episode 30, Rania Furia at the Brooklyn Inn. Rania. Ben. Welcome to your cozy zone. Thank you. This is so nice. It's very good to be here. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling okay. How are you? Pretty good. A uh, little allergies. Yeah. Um, but super excited to be here. And we have the place to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we're, where are we right now? We are in the Brooklyn Inn in Borum Hill, Brooklyn. Yeah, it's empty. Yeah. Why, why is this your cozy zone? Um, I used to live a few blocks from here. My grandmother owns uh, a house on State Street, which is not far from, from here. Um, and it was the first place I lived when I moved to New York, so I used to come here all the time. What would you, what would you get? What's your drink of choice here at the Brooklyn Inn? Um, usually an IPA. Nice. Some kind of IPA, which we're is what we're drinking. We're drinking that now. Yeah, yeah the Peak Organic IPA. I'm going to have a, a sip. So you, this is basically like your your home bar. It is. Um, we've talked a lot actually before about like, you know, where home is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you you are fighting hard to own your New York identity. But you have family who lives in the heart of Brooklyn. I do, I do. Um, tell me, so do you do you feel like a, a native New Yorker? Um. I don't really, but there's nowhere else that I really feel native to, so yeah. by default, I feel closer to New York. Yeah. Um, where, I mean, where in the world have you lived? Um, I was born in New York. I lived here for a very short time before we moved to San Francisco for, I think, a year. 
Um, and then when I was about two, we moved to the UK and moved around the UK a little bit in the Southwest. Um, and then moved back here when I was 13. Went to middle school in New York for a few months and then moved to St. Louis, Missouri for the rest of middle school and all of high school. And then I came back to New York um, a year after I graduated from high school. How did that affect you? Like, I, I, I know that as someone who's really never moved away from home, save for when I went off to college in New York, I, the prospect of moving seems very tumultuous. Mm -hmm. um, did you feel that way? Did you have that experience? Um, I definitely did. It was, it was a weird move. Um, I remember feeling excited to move back to the States, but I didn't really have like a, a realistic understanding of what that would be. So it was kind of a shock once I got here. Because um, I moved from the countryside of England to New York City for half of middle school and then you know, basically the suburbs of St. Louis, Missouri, which is so different from either of those two places. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think I went through a, like an angry teenage phase that was probably made worse because of that move. What did that look like? What, what is an angry teenage <laughs> Rania like? Um, I don't know. I, I got bad grades in high school, and um, I got suspended once. How come? Um, you know, for smoking pot near school. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which no one believed. Everyone, I got back from being gone for a week of suspension, and everyone was like, did you go on vacation? I was like, no. <laughs> I did not. I think by default, having like a, an English accent for a while makes people think that you are smarter than you are or don't get in as much trouble as you might have. Or that you are like a punk rocker or some sort of rock and roll artist. I don't think that's what people thought of me. Oh, well, <laughs> I wish. I don't know. I could see, I'm just picturing like an angry, if you're angry and There's a lot of like inner anger. Inner anger. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Um... Do you, I mean, have you kept in touch with people in those various uh, areas that you move? St. Louis, rural England? Yeah, well, I have a few friends who I keep in touch with through Facebook um, in the UK, but really no one from high school. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one or two people I'll hear from every now and then, but, yeah. So presumably then New York is your kind of heart base yeah. like that's where the people you know and love live mm -hmm. that's where your family lives yeah. so it, it makes sense I, I I remember a story you told me of of some guy at a party you know challenging your your New York yeah. city uh, nativity yeah or like oh, or just being able to call myself a New Yorker yeah yeah and I don't know, there, there was something like, when you told that story, like, it, it felt so, like, violent. Like, you know, thinking about the, it, it's challenging to adopt an identity. It's challenging to, like, claim that you're from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And especially in your situation where it's sort of tenuous. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta let you self-identify as a New Yorker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Of, uh, what, were, what was the happiest place of all those of all the places that you've lived pre New York? Um, definitely in England. Yeah. 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 I did not really. There are parts of St. Louis that I liked, and still like to go to when I go back to visit. My mom still lives there. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely, definitely the UK. 
what like what what would you do on like a daily basis like I mean, if I wasn't in, if it was the summer, um, we lived in like a really, really small village in the countryside yeah. of Devon. That was where we lived for the longest time. Um, and it, it was the kind of place where my mom would just be like, go out, come back when it gets dark. And every, you know, that's what all the kids did. Yeah. So we'd just be like this band of kids running around like the countryside. Did you have like adventures or like like real adventures, make believe adventures? It felt very real. I remember like climbing trees and trying to build tree forts and falling out. And there was like this big river we used to go swimming in, and like we'd build dams so we'd have like a deeper part to swim in. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, beavers in training. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now I'm a fully grown beaver. It feels great. <laughs> you, yeah. You really you you wear it well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you, I see you're wearing your beaver badge. I am. Yep. Yeah, uh, it yep. looks good. There's, um, there's a dam on it mm -hmm. and a crossed beaver tail, yep. two, two tails, mm -hmm. uh, and a serpent, which I don't understand. That's the se it's a secret. Okay. We don't, we don't talk it's about it. It's the secret. The beaver. Yeah. The beaver the secret. Yeah. Beaver secrets. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> um, that sounds really lovely. I, I'm thinking about, um, this sort of, you know, I, I had a sort of backyard version of, mm -hmm. of this, uh, and like tree fort sound amazing, and I would often make believe that, uh, like, I was a wolf with my friend Monica. Uh -huh. um, I don't know, it just, it was like a really lovely time, and you just got to feel so expansive, mm -hmm. and like you would go to sleep, and you would wake up, so like all of this, you know, but all pretend, right. but you would sort of, you know, pretend you would sleep, and then it's up, up it's morning, someone right, would right. proclaim, and then, you know, you'd get up, and... What, what does a wolf do um, well, in a, Wisconsin? Well, a wolf, uh, I think it's sort of an anthropomorphized wolf, but a, a wolf uh, fights a lot of orcs okay. from like a particular video game that I actually don't know the, <laughs> the name of, um, but a lot of like fighting evil. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, certainly you have to forage for food, you have to hunt, you have to look for berries, you have to, you know, sort of do all your, your life admin. Um, you have to sleep. Have to sleep, yeah. Um, howl periodically. Mm -hmm. I think I was a little self or I don't know if I was self-conscious at the time, but like thinking about howling now, it's just like, oh God, I, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I, I feel self-conscious about howling. You could um, start off with some little yips. And yeah, see how yeah, it yeah, goes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, we uh, we were talking about when we first met each other uh -huh. um, and I, I'm you know one of the reasons not the only but sort of the the beginning of the impetus is because you are your partners with one of my best friends yes. Tim Manley the one and only the one and only uh, episode two mm -hmm. of Cozy Zone um, and yeah I don't know uh, I think I think the partner or love interest of a very good friend is an extremely precious high stakes role mm -hmm. you know and like you know in theory you're like oh my god I hope she's great I or you know whoever it is you know I hope they're great I hope they're gonna make Tim happy mm -hmm. like if not it'll be fine I'll you know support but like oh my god mm -hmm. um, and how long have you guys been together about four years now okay four years mm -hmm. okay Two of them, I was gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for you, I mean, you know, that there is a, 
that that counts like yeah. having a connection just you know distance yeah who yeah, knows sure. um but that's yeah that's a long time mm-hmm. and from my perspective uh you know you are an unbelievably benevolent uh you know incredible force in his life and mm-hmm. i'm very grateful for that and i'm very grateful for our friendship that uh we've been building and are continuing to build mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean i i think part of the motives of cozy zone and, and even this is to like hit say like yeah let's have like a some you and me time right. and just chat yeah it hasn't really other. happened with no. without our our sig ofs yeah our sig oh man remember that time at meatball shop yes i do that was super fun that was a really great night uh for those of you who weren't there um, we had a double date. Nicolette, mm-hmm. Tim, Rania, and I went to the meatball shop, mm-hmm. had some drinks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just talked about all the things, celebrated love and, mm-hmm. and, and desire, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. And I think also what felt great about it was that it kind of happened randomly because we missed a show. Oh, my God, that's right. And then we were like, what do we do? And we went to the meatball shop. Right. Oh, yeah. And then we ended up seeing the show. And we, yeah, the next week. The next week. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, we got all the good things in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I, this might be like a good time to bring this up. Uh, just so you know, listeners, I, I'm beginning a practice of mapping out like what a cozy zone is going to look like just to sort of see if there's any you know, any topics that we should hit harder or hit softer or, you know, how, how things land. And, Rania, this is true. This is your, like, first interview, really, ever. It is. Um, which is incredible. So this is a Rania Furia mm-hmm. Cozy Zone exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I Pardon me for wiping my nose. Um, I want to, you know, give a 360 sense of mm-hmm. everything that's happening. <laughs> um, but... You and I were both um, prominent figures in a one-man show mm-hmm. uh, that was put on by Tim Manley recently at, mm-hmm. at the Fringe NYC mm-hmm. um, called Feelings. Um, I forget the... there's Is it a colon? There's a, something before it that I'm... It's feeling like... Because what... Why it, pretend the show is about anything else. Right. Because why pretend the show is about anything else. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, by Tim Manley. And, yeah, I mean, it, uh, as, as one can imagine with a show like Feelings uh, that is very candid and sort of digs deep into Tim's um, sort of exploration of himself and uh, his desire and, mm-hmm. you know, his romantic life, um, you know, it's, it's very, um, how do I say, we, we are both in the spotlight very mm-hmm. much. Um, a brief synopsis of the play is um, Tim uh, breaks up with the girl he wants to marry, um, is feeling uh, lost and empty, and is looking for love in all of the wrong places uh, or in places that he doesn't find it. And um, he, you know, goes on dates with. Uh, boys and girls, men and women, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately falls for his best friend, mm-hmm. which is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a sort of a that that is representative, and it is somewhat unrequited. Uh, this this romance between us, 
and then uh, ultimately it ends with this beautiful moment of of meeting you mm -hmm. um, and here we are yeah. um, I guess my question is what what does it feel like for you to watch that show sure um, it's one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen it's so good and I it's it's been wonderful watching Tim kind of created over the past few months um, and so it, was, it felt really good to see it finally happening on stage and to see so many people there um, I um, I am a very private person and so part of me doesn't quite understand the, the need to tell all of one's very personal stories to a whole room of people over and over and over again um, but I think I'm slowly learning why some why people do need to do that. Why do you think that is? I guess I don't know. I think it's you know it's a processing tool mechanism. Um, I think it just I think it feels good. Yeah. Can you can you imagine yourself mm -hmm. ever ever doing anything no. like that? No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the closest it'll get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. Well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it it, it also was really cool because I I had heard a lot of those stories, but in a in a very different sort of way, and so to hear hear the way Tim tells them to an audience, um, you know, it, it's very interesting to me, and I think I learned learned a lot by watching yeah. by watching that yeah does that make sense it does yeah. yeah are any like i mean i hear like there you know there's awe and respect and sort of appreciation of the beauty of it but any any other uh twangs of of i don't know different kinds of feelings like negative feelings sure i mean it's you know it's complicated being the girlfriend of someone who identifies as bi yeah um because Tim and I would talk about this a lot when I was gone, especially because um, I, a lot of my friends had never met him because they were friends I had met after I'd left. Right. Um, and so if I tell someone, oh, yeah, you know, my boyfriend is bi, they look at me and they think, he's gay. What are you doing with this guy? Yeah. Um, and so it kind of felt like I had, it was like a different, I don't, I don't know how, how to really say it, but it felt like a different version of like coming out in a way, which I've never done, so I don't really know. Right. But still, it, you know, people would make judgments and I, I would have complicated feelings based on what I thought they might be thinking and it would just so I stopped telling people yeah. unless I was very close with them yeah. um, and so when having you know with the show is very public um, which I, uh, I which I thought would be hard with you know with friends here now but it really wasn't you know so it's, an, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 I think I'm still processing a lot totally. of it. Totally. Totally. And I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I'm hearing a bit of, like, it sounds like a lot of the challenges come from a lack of understanding from other people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I if someone doesn't understand bi-ness or queerness, you know, it's it's really tricky. I mean, it it takes a lot of energy to sort of disclose anything personal about yourself right. in general, and then to, you know, explain maybe a, a non-normative or non-societally acceptable 
condition right. or, or truth is even more energy. Right. And yeah, like I, I, I am saddened to hear that you just stopped you know, saying it, but I also completely understand because yeah. it takes so much effort. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't think I completely stopped it. I didn't mean to express it in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it just, it sounds like it was harder. It wasn't, it, you know, it was fraught. Yeah. It's it, hard when people don't know Tim and they haven't seen us together and right. they don't know, you know, they don't yeah. know us. Yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, something like, something that I'm, like, currently... Uh, wrestling with and, and chewing on is, is sort of this identity of, of polyamory. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it feels very new and, you know, I don't have all the answers. But, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's sort of a similar, you know, sort of non-standard way of being mm-hmm. that you have to explain to people and that if you are still figuring it out for yourself... Mm-hmm. There's just sort of this double thing of like, well, I don't even know right. what's going on right. or how to talk about it. But right. you're curious. But like, what do I owe you? What explanation right. do I owe you? Right. I don't know. Well, if we're in, you know, the Peace Corps or whatever, right. um, we're going to talk about that sure, yeah. Uh, soon. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I wanted to share, too, that I, I ended up feeling very honored about sort of my representation in yeah. the show and I really I really enjoyed it and I, I think I was expecting to feel I don't know something a little different maybe I don't know I was nervous that I was going to feel bad hmm. um, but I didn't feel bad and I was like oh cool this is like again like the beauty of it and the yeah, poetry yeah. and the, the way that Tim sort of uh, conveyed all of these things was really special and like felt like such an honor yeah um, yeah Sure. Uh, <laughs> there's there. Uh, do you feel okay talking about kind of like the the moment of your meeting? Yeah, in yeah. the show. <laughs> yes, uh, I can talk about that. Yeah, I would love to hear it <laughs> from your perspective. So there's like this really wonderful story about one of your early early dates. I think this was our first date. Your first date. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So what happened? <laughs> Um, well, we had uh, we met on online on OKCupid. This is about six months before I was leaving. Um, and uh, leaving, where were you going? To Burkina Faso, in West Africa. For what? For the Peace Corps. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had decided to meet up. Um, I was coming from work. Uh, I used to work at the children at a, at a museum downtown Manhattan. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. I think we can. S- can you can. So the Children's Museum. Yeah, of the we Arts. don't. Neither, neither of us, us work there. there. It's true. Oh yeah, but we yeah. should talk about definitely talk about yeah Children's Museum of the Arts. It's an awesome place. Yeah, go there. Yeah, definitely go. Go there, there please. Yes. It's it's a little out of the way, but you should go. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was coming coming from work, um, and we met on the corner of a street somewhere, and walked around for a bit. Sat in Washington Square Park, talked, had some wonderful silent moments, which Tim really enjoyed, I think. Um, How did you feel about the silent moments? I was fine with I like silent moments. Oh. I, I, um, it feels good to me to be able to sit with someone in silence. Yeah. And for that to happen like right away is kind of cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Um, yeah, I felt really comfortable with Tim pretty much right from the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we walked around some more. We wanted to go to a bar. I took him to one of my favorite bars in the East Village called Dorian Gray's. Um, we drank some Guinness, talked about 
what I remember, we talked about art a lot because I had seen a bunch of stuff online and was like, oh my God, I need to be doing something because I was in college and had not had time to do anything that felt very creative. What is your medium? I don't, I don't even know. Still, I had phases of saying it was one thing and then another thing, but what, like, what was it? You know, I had, took a printmaking class for a semester and I loved it more than I loved any other thing that I'd done. But then that class ended, and how do you continue when you don't have a giant, you know, press? Right. What do you do? Yeah. So, um, you know, but then working at CMA was great because I just got to be creative and silly with like simple things just paint and clay and yeah very young people yeah um so that can't i'm going off track now well i i i I got you there but you you know i'm just curious about you know art in your life but so you were talking about this yeah yeah and you were you were seeking art yeah and so it felt so good to talk to someone who um seemed like they purposely uh, just made art out of everything or anything in their life, um, which is kind of how I saw Tim from the beginning. Um, he was talking about all these different projects he had done, and a lot of them I'd seen online. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, and then we walked um, back to the park, and uh, Union, Union Square Park, mm. um, and we're sitting on a bench. And... Um, I think the part of the story that you're probably waiting for me to get to <laughs> is this part. Am I right? Well, <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's, you know, this is just icing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're sitting on the bench, and I think I'm, like, kicking my feet around like I do because I have a hard time sitting still sometimes, and I'm wearing boots, and a tampon falls out of my boot because I had been keeping it in there. The reason was because I was working on my feet all day long and didn't have, like, pockets or a bag, and... So I kept my tampon in my booth so I could go to the bathroom. Super easy. There it is. Um, I guess I'd forgotten it was in there, and I'm just kicking my legs around, and it falls out. And Tim laughs, and I later learned how much he really loved that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asked if he could kiss me, and I said yes, and that was our first date. Four years. Yeah, yeah. Four years. Yeah, Here we are. Years. Here it is. Cozy <laughs> Now, what did you think when that tampon fell out of your boot? I was like, oh, I left that in there. I don't know. I don't really remember what... I think I just picked it up, put it right back in, and was like, yep. So you were a cool... You were a cool customer, like... What else do you do in that situation, though? I don't know. I mean, flush. Yeah. uh, Have a... I mean, change in in body temperature. Yeah. Sweat a little. I I mean, it depends who you are. I mean, I mean, I think... I think I would... I would categorize you as a a calm, you know, sort of collected person. Um, I, I view you as not plagued by sort of a annoying anxiety, but maybe I'm wrong. That's very reassuring to hear because yeah. there is some anxiety, but it's... Yeah, I mean, we all have know. it. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, but, you know, I know, you know, so Tim basically did a whole evening-length show about his gnawing anxiety, right? right? So his, right. And we know it's very present. And, you know, if you listen to episodes of The Cozy Zone, you, you will know that I am also... Uh, a a uh, an aficionado of gnawing anxiety, <laughs> um, but it sounds. I mean, I don't know. Just based on that tampon reaction, mm-hmm. for me, that's a that's like, oh yeah, she's she's all right. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel? What makes you anxious? Um. I uh, sometimes I get anxious in like large group settings. There's a lot of people I don't know, 
schmoozing takes a lot of my emotional energy from me. Um, we've talked about this before, how it, haven't we? How it's like. I'm not sure. Maybe we haven't. Maybe a little, maybe. but you know. Um, it how, it's how it's just hard to like, I can turn it on, but right. it's hard for me to keep it on. Right. It takes a lot out of me. It's a lot of, yeah. uh, there's a lot of energy. It's not an easeful. Yeah. Schmoozing is not easeful. No. For you. No. Yeah. So I do enjoy it sometimes, but it, right. it's a lot of work for me. Yeah. And, uh, and you're probably in that position to schmooze quite a bit. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I say that because I think about, you know, Tim is a pretty successful right, right. Uh, art maker. Right, yeah. Uh, and has a lot of, like, openings and events and mm-hmm. parties sort of around all of the art that he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, presumably if you're available, you'll go and, you know, you are there as support and yep. co-schmoozer, really. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. How does that feel? Um, it's been really fun going out after Tim's shows. Yeah. It's been really fun, mostly because I do know a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. So that makes it really just a ton of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I got to say, there's a lot of stuff that I don't go to. Yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's sort of self-preservation, self-care. Yeah. 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 Well, good, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, you go to the stuff that you know you can right, be right, supportive right. at. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm thinking a lot sort of about, like, what what is the cozy zone and, like, what are we doing here? Uh-huh. And I think a lot of it is about, like, this idea of survival, Hmm. Right. And like I'm I'm really interested in like how different people literally survive in this unbelievably harsh climate of New York City and really, I mean, existence, human existence in America today. Uh, I say America because that's all that's all I the only cozy zones I've done. No international cozy zones. Um, But it it seems to me that you are. You are no stranger to the notion of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess thinking specifically of your Peace Corps mission in Burkina Faso, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, parties, like <laughs> book signing parties, right. and like there's all these new people, and like you have to say, like, oh my God, hi, yep, right. uh, nice, uh, happy. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I empathize with that, like, exhaustion. Yeah. But I don't know, like, what? So you, before you even met Tim, you had decided you were going to go to the Peace Corps. Like, what was your inspiration for signing up for the Peace Corps? Um, I don't really have an answer for that. I um, I thought I'd come up with the idea, like, during college. But then when I told my mom that I was um, applying for the Peace Corps, she was like, I know, you've been talking about this since high school. Oh, wow. And I was like, I, I did not remember that. Wow. So, um... Uh, yeah, so I guess I don't really know the answer to that question. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, right? So you, some part of you had been communicating about right. your desire, <laughs> has been putting out in the world that you wanted to go to the Peace Corps. Right. But in college, it felt like a new idea. It did. Yeah, I guess I'd forgotten about it for a few years. Yeah. I'd really forgotten about it because I didn't even recall conversations I'd had about it. Yeah. And I imagine, like, as your mother, like, that, you know, it's like, oh, the Peace Corps is very dangerous. Or it's, you know, it's very intense. And yeah, I, yeah. I am worried about the safety of my child. Yeah. So it probably would stick with yeah. with her as yeah. your mother. Yeah. Uh, but you were just like, I'm living life. 
<laughs> you know, whatever. I'll put it out of my mind. Right. Got to do this printmaking class. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, so you ju- it was like it was this sort of predestined thing, this path that you just, you know, like what you know when when you were applying, like what what was your like what was your stated purpose, like yeah. what did you want to do? Um, I mean, I I knew I wanted to to teach. Um, I. I did not feel nearly ready to teach in New York. Um, and that's what I was getting my, my degree in, was education. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I really like the idea of, of living somewhere for a long time. I don't always enjoy... I, I love going on vacations and traveling and, and stuff, but I, I don't always enjoy um, being a tourist and just, you know running around and seeing the sights and um, I really wanted to be in one place for a long time and um, you know learn a new language and really really get to know people and um, yeah and and so Burkina Faso did you choose that or they they placed you yeah so um, it's changed in the past year when I applied to the Peace Corps they would um, they would kind of send you to where they thought your skills would be most needed um, and since I had taken some French in college they were like great we'll send you somewhere in, in most likely West Africa a lot of West, Af- you know, West, African, West African countries speak French yeah. so um, which is what I wanted I wanted to be in Sub-Saharan Africa mm-hmm. um, yeah so they they chose Burkina Faso for me wow. yeah I mean did you know anything about Burkina Faso before you were selected? Not really. No, I mean I knew the capital name cuz it's a great capital name. I I think I learned it because of you. Yeah. What is the capital's name? Wagadougou. Yes. Yeah. Wagadougou. Wagadougou. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and like w- so what was the fir- like when you were doing your research about it? Like what what did you learn about Burkina? Like what what did you what stuck out for you? Yeah. Um I mean, it has an interesting history, um, but I mean, the thing that I kept reading over and over again, I would read a lot of volunteers' blogs, mm-hmm. um, previous volunteers who had served there, and really what stuck out over and over again was just how, how great Burkina Bay were. Mm. Um, they're kind of known as some of the nicest, the nicest pe- people the in people West Africa. The people of yeah, Burkina Faso. Pe- yes, the people of Burkina Faso, mm-hmm. called Burkina Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and yeah. and you found that did you find that to be true? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really, there there were some people there that were very hard to work with, but sure. um, uh, we got a fly hanging around yeah. us. Yeah, too cozy for I so know. cozy. I know. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a few more people. Yeah, here we now. have. There's uh, four more people. Uh, they don't. No one has audio set up. <laughs> Uh, which is good. It makes yeah. me feel special. Yeah. The bartender seems like super ornery. I know. I know. She she was not she was not here last time when oh. I used to come here all the time. Oh yeah. Who was there? Like a jaunty yeah, it person? Just, it was just like a, an older guy who used to work here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this place has like at least it did when I um, used to come here all the time. It's like regulars. You come in here Friday, Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It'd be the same people at the end of the bar every nice. time. Nice. Which I loved. I never talked to them. But yeah, but you, know. you were, you felt, you took comfort in, in yeah, their presence. I did. Yeah, they I were did. holding it down. They were, it was like, 
you know, this was the ship. Right. And they were in their, in their post. Exactly. Uh-huh. Everything is as it should be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this place is really gorgeous. I mean, it, it has all these, like, this, this rich wood. I, I mean, I did a little Googling of the bar, but I guess it's like an old German bar from like the 1870s that 1870s. they brought in. 1870s. Yeah. I, someone once told me that it was the oldest bar in Brooklyn and I never researched that oh. fact, but I like stuck with it. And what I mean is literally the bar, uh, like the wood bar, um. the bar itself is probably new, newish, but like this particular, like the, this wooden intricate carved bar yeah. it is from Germany in I, the 1870s. That is great. I didn't, I never knew that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Um, I, as long as we're, we're here, I'll tell you, I think the one other time I was here was after one of Tim's readings, um, hmm. like at the Sackett Street Writers oh, Workshop. Yeah, yeah. And um, so here at the bar was Tim, me, Casey, um, and Jenny Blackman, mm-hmm. my, my ex and it was like a really lovely evening. I hadn't really seen her in a long time. And at the end of this night, like, she was like, uh, there's something I have to tell you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. She's like, I'm, I'm, get, I'm engaged. I'm going to be married. I'm like, yeah, I, I knew that. Like, congratulations. And she's like, well, I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, cool. That's, cool. Yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. Um, it was really pleasant. Yeah. Um, so this is like, this is also, it's a charged and yet lovely yep. uh, space in, yeah, yeah. in New York. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel about it, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's, like, the... Can you remember, like, the best night you had here? Oh, my gosh. I, it's hard to pick out... It's hard to pick out just one. I, I've had... I've, I came here with Tim once on one of our earlier dates, oh. I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where we, were, where we were coming from, but I remember being here... Um, and I think I think I was sitting in this seat, but he was sitting right here to the left of me. Nice, which still remains empty. Yep, it does. Um, For the memory of Tim. Yep, it's as if he's here where my backpack is. <laughs> and do you guys just chat? Yeah, we were just talking. I don't remember what we talked about. I rem- he was. Uh, I remember what he was wearing though. Oh. He had on a uh, a white shirt. Do you remember that shirt that had the heart drawn on the side? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so one of his creations. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, but I I've been here a lot with my my best friend Jen, who used to live in the house mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Nice. We've had lots of long, long conversations here. Oh, good. Well, yeah. here we are. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. So you so you go to Burkina Faso. Yes. What is like, what is a moment where you felt most like an outsider? I mean, every second of every day. Okay. I, uh, I, I had taken French in college, but I really could not say a word in French. Um, and uh, a lot of people there don't speak French as well because it's what you learn when you go to school. So if you don't go to school, then you grow up speaking only a local language. Um, it was hot. You know, it was really hard to get everywhere. Uh, yeah, I, people were always staring at me because I was a white foreigner. Um, yeah, so I, there was, mm, I always felt like an outsider. Yeah. Yeah. It's like living in a fishbowl. People just always staring at you everywhere you go. Did, was there a moment where it, that sort of feeling ever 
subsided for a moment? Um, so I, uh, my village was uh, really small, what it, the village that they assigned me to work in for, for the two years. Um, and so what was great about that was that pretty much everybody knew me, um, and I really had a lot of close friends there, which felt really good. Mm -hmm. People who served in bigger cities or bigger towns didn't have, have that the way I did. Mm. Um, and so I, did, I felt pretty comfortable when I was, when I was in Village. Nice. Um, but if I went to the capital or any bigger town, um, yeah, that was a bit harder. Nice. Uh, like, what, uh, what would that mean? Like, what, what would that mean for your day, like, that everyone knew you? Like, everyone would say hi or... Yeah, just, like, culturally you have to greet everybody. I so see. if I'm walking to the market and I pass by a group of 10 people who are sitting around a tree, I have to go up and shake hands with each one and ask how their day is, how their work is, how their wife is, how their kids are, how their health is. Each person. Each person, yeah. Wow. So going, you know, the equivalent of like five blocks takes like an hour and a half. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you got to really want those tomatoes. If you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And you probably did really want those I tomatoes. really did, yeah. yeah. You couldn't always get tomatoes. Yeah. So if I knew they were there. Yeah, you had, you, it was worth it. it. Greet anyone oh who you God, saw. Definitely. And if, if you see a stranger, you don't need to inquire about their family yeah, if it's a stranger and I've never met them, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, wh and what, what do you feel like was sort of your most triumphant action during your, your service? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I, um, I feel like I got the most out of my service. Um, I don't feel like I went and changed the life of an sure. entire village. You know, I, I don't. That's not really how it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was an English teacher for about a year there, and um, I did a couple of projects around like girls empowerment and um, children's rights and anti-violence things like that. But you know, it they really. I don't know. It's it was something that I really struggled with as a volunteer because. Um, it's hard to feel good about yourself when you can't actually see uh, like the, the product of what you're doing, right. which I think is a very American like, mentality to have. Like, I want to do something, and I want to see the product of what I'm doing. Like, I want to have a workshop, and I want to see that people can change their actions and do right. it right away, you know, which is not how it happened because, right. uh, you know, ch behavior change is really hard, and it takes a long, long time to... Yeah. to um, yeah, to change anything. Um, and so it, it took a while for me to accept, like, little steps are fine. And what's really most important is that I'm learning a lot of, as an individual, and I'm, you know, meeting some really wonderful people and making some really good friends, and I can come back to the States and tell people about what Burkina Faso really is like, because most people have no idea at all. I'm um, like, I had no idea before I went. Um, and that's one of the goals of the Peace Corps, is to basically just, you know, share cultures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what did you discover or gain about yourself? Like, how did you grow? Yeah, <laughs> um, I I learned that I it really was not that scary to be on your own a lot. I think before Peace Corps, I was afraid. There goes that fly again. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think you know it, it's scary to to be alone. Um, but I was alone a lot in Peace Corps, and it felt really good. 
um, not bad, but good, sure. you know, so it, it, it became less scary. That's really nice to hear. Like, I actually think about how, like, terrifying it is to be alone. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know, and I, I think I w didn't really realize some of the things that I was capable. Like, I didn't really believe I could learn a language at the age of 26, mm -hmm. you know, 25. With my, yeah, when I was 25. Mm. Um, and I did. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, what was the local language you spoke? Um, well, I had to learn French. Okay, um, right. Um, and then I also learned a little bit of, not fluently at all, but a, a little bit of um, Gormanchima and Moray. Moray is um, one of the main languages spoken in Burkina Faso, and okay. then Gormanchima is what's spoken out east where I, where I lived. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, can you give us uh, a sample yeah, sure. Um, uh, something like, you know, I don't know, this is probably a bit bit intense, but like, please step into my cozy zone. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. And I, I can... Uh, there might be some, like anything, like a warm place <laughs> or like a happy place. Sure. Um, I guess the closest thing where you could say, biala, 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 which is basically just like a warm and hearty welcome. We're so uh, happy you're here. Uh, and the more, the more, the happier they are that you're there, and they go, yep, 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 yala, yala. So it's like the the study, the like the stutter is part of the yeah, yeah. the information. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I, I heard you saying it, and I was like, oh, you're you're just getting warming up, right, back yeah, into yeah, it. No, but that's going, part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, what is so? It's biala. Biala. Uh huh. Biala. Bi 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 biala. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm saying it correctly. You know, it, it just kind of leaves your head after a while. It's my French is definitely getting worse. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I hear you. In which language was that? That was... Gormanchima. 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 And then more. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say, like... Uh, uh, yeah, how would you say, like, happy place? Or oh, boy. I don't know how to say happy place in more. What, what do you... Do you, like, I what's can, your... I can say, like, I can do greetings. I can, um ask for things in the market i can like talk about money okay. i can barter uh, so um, what what do you want to get at the market so like what what what's looking good today at the market you know, in moray tomatoes or onions like okay mom data tomati okay mom data's uh -huh. onions or no mom data no mom data is i want i want yeah. mom data tomati tomate tomate yep tomatoes uh-huh uh-huh yeah and onions oh there's a name in moray for onions I've forgotten what it is. That's okay. Yeah. But tomate. 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 Mamdata tomate. Yeah, something I want, like that. I, I want, want some tomato. Mamdata. Mamdata. Oh, yeah, I'm doing the hand motion, too. Yeah, I didn't realize motion. I was doing that. And, and the hand motion <laughs> is like, you're, you're sort of like, it's like a one hand clapping. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You're, you're closing your hand. And that's the I want. No, like that's like come here. Like if I'm trying to gesture to someone. Like, I want those tomatoes. Come here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, you know how in the U.S. Right, right. how we just really yeah. wave our hands towards ourselves. Yeah. But in Burkina, you just do the one clap, and it means come here. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious to hear about your, the, like, female empowerment class, too. Like, sure. what, you know, you know, presumably there, there was some cultural aspect, uh, you know, of, of feminism or, or patriarchy that you needed to sort of uh, work against. Like, so what, what are, like, the 
sort of embedded gender norms. Sure. In. Um, girls get married young, they have babies, they stay at home, they cook, they clean. That's that. Or yeah. they work in the fields. Okay. Um, and so uh, it's expensive to go to school. Schools are not free there, even if they're public schools. And so uh, traditionally families would send um, the boys to school. Um, and if you're a girl and you get sent to school, on top of all of your schoolwork, which is a lot, um, you still have to cook and clean and maybe look after your baby if you've had a baby or look after your, you know, your brothers and sisters or your cousins or whoever, whatever children are in your family. Um, they, they do a lot. Wow. Yeah, they've got a lot against them. And so, and so, you know, what you were trying to offer to, uh, what, yeah, what were you trying to, to offer sort of in dialogue with this? Yeah, um... You know, I had a girls' soccer club, okay. which was a lot of fun because uh, soccer is a men's sport in a right. lot of most countries, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, these girls wanted to play soccer so badly, but no one would make a, you know, make a team for them right. or coach them or anything. And I didn't know anything about soccer. Like, I don't really know the rules. I can't play very well myself. But um, they definitely did because they had watched it growing up, you know. So all I had to do was kind of like gather the girls and be like, here's a ball, let's play. And they would just start playing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had a couple of really big games where girls from other villages would come in. Like was a volunteer 15 kilometers from me during my first year. And um, we'd try to organize girl, uh, a girls' competition between her team and my team and stuff like that. And um, Yeah, it was fun. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was like this lovely like metaphorical thing like that's that's so brilliant right. like you know doing it's like this is a men's sport but look you have access to it and it matters right exactly yeah um and then just spending time with these girls you i get to know them and we become friends and then we talk about um things you know like you know protection during sex yeah and where you can get a condom and yeah um, sexual health in general yeah. stuff that you can't really talk about with people unless you've really gotten close with them right. and your friends right um it, so no it's intimate where can you get a condom in Burkina I mean you can go there is a very small health center there that okay. you could go to but it's tough if you're a girl and someone sees you walk into the health center and they, they might assume oh she's going to get a condom which means you know she's sleeping around which girls can't do it's fine you know so men, it's, it's men complicated. can do it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's just, I mean, you know, similar to yeah, here. There's, exactly. There's yeah. hypocrisy and yeah. patriarchy. And yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And that soccer, that soccer thing sounds really nice. Yeah, soccer is a lot of fun in Burkina. People get so into it. Yeah, did yeah. they have a team name? Uh, Burkina Faso? Uh, or, no, my girls' Yeah, team. your girls' um, team. I don't think we did, okay. no. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um... Oh, that's awesome. And what, like, so when, when it was all done, like, what was the sort of most jarring thing coming back with your re-entry? I mean, I think people, a couple of things, you know, coming back to a country where everything is here and to a city where you can get anything at any time of day was right. really shocking. Like, I would walk into a grocery store and just feel overwhelmed with the choices that were there. Well, yeah. You know, if I was in village, it was... Um, I, I ate rice or I ate tow, which was the local sta- the local food there, which is basically just like flour mixed with water, um, oh, and they would cook it over heat for a while until it became kind of thicker, and you'd eat that with like a leafy green sauce, and that's what you just eat all the time. 
Um, that sounds okay. I mean, it's not like yeah. the most nutritious. The not leafy really. green sauce sounds good. It was all right, you know, depending on who made it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hit or yeah. miss. It's hit or miss. Sure. It can be terrible or it could be good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But never, like, never sublime. No. Well, um, if you're in village for a for like a couple of months at a time and you get a really good toe with some really good sauce, it can be sublime. Okay. But there's a lot of volunteers who'd be like scoffing at me right now, being like, okay, whatever, that's bullshit. But yeah, maybe it's not. (laughs) I I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, But, you know, it it was rare to get tomatoes and sometimes there wouldn't be any onions. So like there's not a lot of options. Like you can't just go and get like a Snickers bar and a, you know, and a bag of apples. Right. No. No. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, we should get that yeah, after no, this. We should. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you you gave me, or maybe Tim gave me, but he brought back from Burkina the little, like, cafe rum yeah, whiskey. Yeah. In a little bag. In a little bag yep. with a bowl on the front. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah, I've got one, too. Yeah. We, we got a, I, sh- I meant to bring it, but oh, I, I, I suppose you can't, like, it'd be rude to, like, drink in a bar. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, when we... Drink outside liquor in a bar. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but we should we should do that. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I, I'm thinking a lot about, like, tidying. And uh, that thing certainly brings me joy, but, like, it's meant to be drunk. It's meant drunk. to be drunk. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think we're... Tim and I are talking about having a, an everything party this oh, year. Oh, great. So. Uh, when is that? It'd be during Christmas. Around Christmas, in Uh-oh. December. In December, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plan, I'm making plans to like head out of town. So really? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Where are you gonna go? Uh, California. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Big vacation. Right. First one in, in a year. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's hard. Hard to get away. Yeah. When you're when you're in it. Yep. When you're grinding. Yep. Um, you're you just started school. I did just start school. Yeah, so your teaching aspirations have have come full circle. You, you got, you know, you got you got changed. You got growth in Burkina, and now and now you're you're at Teachers College. Yep. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and also at a school. Yes. Um, how how's it going? It's like two weeks in. Yeah, it's two weeks in, but it's only been six days of teaching because uh, there's been a lot of holidays in September. Mm-hmm. High so holy days. Yep, yep, yep exactly. Yep. yep. Um, so on one hand, I've been very grateful for the time off, um, but on the other hand, I have not had a full week of teaching yet, and I'm teaching third grade. Okay. And I feel like every time we have a three-day weekend or a four-day weekend, I come back and the kids have kind of forgotten a little bit of the structures that we had started to put in place, right. you know? Yeah, of course. So it's, yeah, that's a, that's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like the the students? They're, I love my class. Nice. I love them. They're, they're rambunctious, to sure. say the least. Yeah, third Definitely. grade. Yeah, yeah, third yeah. grade. Um, and the school is kind of known for it, it, its uh, behavioral problems. Okay. Um, so it is challenging. But yeah. I love them. Good. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. They, I, I'm always like having to hide my face so they don't see me laughing oh, at yeah. something. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. What happens if they if they catch you laughing? Um, that's a good question, and I, it probably is fine. I do. I mean, I obviously I have laughed, and they've seen me laugh. It's yeah. not like I do not smile in front of them at all. That yeah, would be yeah. Really sad. Um, uh, I guess what I mean when I hide uh, is that maybe it's a moment where. 
something wrong has happened and I, I sh- it's not appropriate for me to laugh at that I moment because then they might think it's okay to keep doing that. I see. But it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so it's, I see. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to reinforce. Ex- yeah, uh, right. Like not, uh, not desired behavior. Ex- yeah. Got it. Yeah. 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 Um, that's wonderful. So you, you feel like you're settling in. Slowly, yeah. 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 Um, are there are there particular students that uh, I mean you don't need to say their names sure. but like are there particular students who have sort of grabbed your heart oh, in de- particular? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's one kid who everyone was kind of warning me about from last year, mm. um, but so far n- he's done nothing Knocking like what wood. he's done last year. Um, but he's, he's a smart kid and it's really sweet and it's really funny and weird and yeah. That's great. They're all about that. They're all so great. You heard nine when you were in third grade? Yeah, eight or nine. Eight or nine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah wow. Some kid, I think some kids like nine and ten because they've repeated grades. Right, right. Um, but most of them are on eight or nine. And you're doing special education. Uh, yes, I'm a special, a special ed teacher. So yeah. I, um, I'm in an ICT class. So it's a co-taught class. Okay, ICT stands for uh, integrated co-taught. Co- oh, in- integrated co-taught. I think that's what it stands that for. Sounds I'm always forgetting yeah. the right words for it. But uh-huh. basically, there's a general ed teacher and a special ed teacher, mm-hmm. um, and the class is supposed to be sixty uh, percent uh, general ed kids okay. and forty percent specialized students. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so you have a co-teacher. I do, yeah. So it's always two of us in the class at all times. And how do you get along with them? Really good, actually. I nice. like her. She, um, she's been a teacher for I think about nine years. Great. Um, she definitely knows what she's doing. We're very different people, in terms how, of how like. So? Um, I think, I think what she would say is that she's the mean one and I'm the nice one. Okay, <laughs> which makes sense. You're new. You're a student. You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't see her as mean. I see her as. Um, She's very strict, and she sticks to her structures. Like, yeah. you know, nothing can get past that. Great. Um, which is really good. It um, is good. But I, I definitely think I'm a little bit more, um, maybe, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, not touchy-feely, but, you know, like. Emotional. I mean, um, maybe a, little, a little bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. She seems to have a little bit more of a wall, uh, wall up than I do in the classroom. So you, you are more open, or you're more human, or you like you let your feelings out, or you let how you, no, um, no. I don't know. I think I'm not as I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what the right word is. That's Words okay. Are. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Um, but but sort of like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. You're the good cop. Yeah. Which is uh, which you need, frankly. Yeah. You need you need both. Yeah. Both things. What frightens me a little bit, though, is what'll happen when she's out for a day, and then they're left with only the good cop. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to shape up. Play both roles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or just you know be the hammer of justice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's wonderful. Um, and so you're you're with this class all year. All year, yeah. Um, and do you get a different placement next year? Um, I'll hopefully be in the same school. Oh, great. Yeah, I'd like to be at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then what is the, what's the dream after, after school's done? After this year or after grad school's done? After grad school's done. Um, I don't, you know, I really don't know. Um, 
So I, I have a three-year commitment for this program. Mm -hmm. I have to teach for at least three years. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, it'll definitely be a time of reevaluation. Part of me really wants to go back to West Africa and work there. Um, but I sort of feel like I'd have to go back to school to get the right skills to do that kind of work over there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll want to stay in New York and just keep teaching here. I don't know. So it's all open. It is. I'm kind of trying to be it's very present right now. That's really nice. Focus on, on my kids and keeping myself okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What are like? What do you? What do you like to do to keep yourself okay? Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like this. May I like purposely making time to see friends. Great. I think as mm -hmm. a as an educator, I'm sure you feel this. It's hard to. Um, like let go of it sometimes you're oh. so emotionally invested oh yes in it oh yes and it's really hard to get home and stop thinking about it absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how do you how do you I, have, I haven't figured it out yet I'm working on it um, how, how do, you? do you I I mean I don't know if I do I mean it, you know I feel like cooking is pretty relaxing I like I'm trying to identify as a jogger I've been on two jogs really? okay in a, in like last week Cool. How do you how do you feel? Last week, pretty good. Um, you know, a little some aches and pains. Yeah. Um, but maybe that'll like as I get stronger, those will go away. Do you enjoy jogging? No. Then why do you? Do but it? after, because the after feeling yeah. is really lovely. Okay. I love the feeling afterwards. Okay. Do you listen to music as you're running? I haven't. It's been completely silent. It's a lot of it. Okay. A lot of like listening to my breath mm -hmm. and like sending like love to various places that hurt. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's felt pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and Prospect Park is lovely. It is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, and I mean, this was, like, you don't live near Prospect Park anymore. No, I know. Yeah, this was a trek for you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that bad. It was just one, you know, it's off the A. Oh, great. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, so just to Hoyt. Yeah. Great. Yeah, because um, yeah, you live in, in Harlem. I do. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. How do you like that? It's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Every day, Tim and I wake up and we just sit in our living room and we're like, oh, we love, we love it here. That's so nice. It is, yeah. It feels really good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious. So something that you said struck me like this is sort of my family segue. Uh -huh. So you, like when you were in Burkina Faso, you identified as a white person. Yeah. Um, but your background is a little more complex than, you know, yeah. just white. Yeah. Like what is your background and like, yeah. Tell me. Sure. Um, I'm a quarter Japanese, a quarter like Scandinavian, okay. Danish, Swedish, something. Is Rania? Rania is a Swedish name. Swedish name. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my dad was a Romani gypsy, so most likely he grew up in the UK, but um, his family was from like Eastern Europe. Um, and there's like a family rumor that his father was from India, but he didn't know his father, so we don't really know for wow. sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and something that is fascinating, well, there's there's several things that are fascinating to me about your family. It was yeah. your dad. Your dad was a clown. He was. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. I mean, you know, this, uh, there's not much that I know from firsthand experience. Yeah. Um, he basically stopped doing all of that stuff shortly after I was born. Okay. Um, but he had a circus school in San Francisco. It was called Make a Circus. Wow. Um, and from what I've heard, uh, a lot of it would be like on the street. He would, you know, teach kids on the street circus tricks, or they'd have classes wow. um, and things like that. Um, yeah, I did a lot of performing 
was very silly. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Is that how he met your mom, or? Yeah, they were both in New York. Um, my mom was in circle school. She was um, studying, um, I guess, like like balancing acrobatic type stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, she did not finish it. I, she was also a dancer at the time, mm-hmm. um, and then injured her her knee mm. and could not continue with um, such like strenuous physical stuff. But yeah, that's how they met. They were both doing circus stuff in New York City. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and where your mom is in in St. Louis. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She works in St. Louis, but lives in um, on the Illinois side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what did, what does she do? She works at a, a theater company in St. Louis. She works at the Muni. It's the oh. largest outdoor musical theater company oh. in the states. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. What does she do for them? Um, she does like fundraising and oh, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, um, nice. She's still a dancer, though. They, she does a competitive ballroom dancing with her wife. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is amazing. What is their? You, have you seen their routine? I have. Yeah, they um they perform not perform, but they compete all over the states. Yeah. Um. So they often fly to Boston for competitions. And last year, Tim and I went out and saw them compete. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, it's really fun. They're what, really good. What uh like what music? What like what moves do they have? I mean, it's traditional ballroom, so they. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I'm terrible with this stuff. Yeah. Know, the box trot, the waltz. Okay, the, okay. The, the rum, rum, rumba, the rumba. Yeah. That? That's yeah. a yeah. That's yeah, something. Yeah, that's that's something. a one. Um, yeah. Yeah. They they can do it all. They're they're really good. Yeah. But yeah. they only um they only compete in same sex dancing competitions. Amazing. It's and really interesting. Yeah. You know, because ballroom dancing is like very very traditional. So usually it's only men and women with each other. Um, and same-sex couples were not allowed to compete in like traditional ballroom dancing competitions, so they kind of created yeah. their own. I don't really know the history of it, but right. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and you, your father passed away when you were yeah, pretty young. Yeah, I was five. You were five. I was five. Do you remember that at all? Um, I think I've made up memories from it. Yeah, you know, stories that people have told me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really, I really don't remember much. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, does that? I mean, d- does that reverberate? Do you do you think about that? Do you? I do. It's not. It's not with sadness. So yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I've heard wonderful stories about my dad, and, yeah. and every time I meet someone who knew him, it, it always just feels good to hear more stories. Yeah. Um, you know, now my mom's remarried, and her partner is wonderful, and yeah. they're so good together. Yeah. Um, and my mom lives, you know, far, far away from me. We don't really have the opportunity for that stuff to come up very often. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing all that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it, it is definitely a, a, an aspect of your life that is uh, very unique and hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know. It sounds like you've you've coped with it very, very well. Yeah. I mean, it's the best that anyone could expect, you I, know. You know, I, I had my mom through all of it. I really. Yeah. Yes, I you know I questioned some of the decisions she made for us, like moving to St. Louis. But sure. Um, but on the whole, I think you know I don't know if I, yeah. 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 She was she was 
pretty great throughout most of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I guess I want to take the opportunity to say thank you uh, for getting me involved with CMA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I really sort of chalk, chalk that up to a really profound change in my the direction of my life, really. Yeah? Yeah. How so? Um, so, you know, I had been working in development in all sorts of different places. I was a development assistant at BAM and mm-hmm. at uh, uh, Urban Green Council and at Film Forum. And I really, you know, listen, I, I love the arts and I, I think fundraising is really important, but it definitely wasn't something, I don't know, it wasn't the best use of my gifts, right. I think. Um, and so I was doing some some Googling and, and decided, you know what might be good is if I'm a, a teaching artist right. of some, some kind. Uh, and so I applied to grad school where I was learning how to be a, a theater teaching artist. Mm-hmm. And then we met and you told me about CMA and, uh, you know, that you were, you were leaving. Right. Uh, and that I should check it out and apply for a job, and so I did, and it was great, and uh, and I it was it was my first job where I was a teaching artist, yeah. like in my job description, yeah. and so, I mean that is it is really the the moment where sort of I switched from you know my I, my professional identity uh, was development assistant and fundraising for the arts or for nonprofits. And, and was like, no, I'm, I'm in arts education. I'm a teaching artist. Mm -hmm. And I got to like, you know, you, we got to do music time, play Play-Doh with like zero to five year olds and wipe down all the tables (laughs) and put up that damn butcher paper. That was the worst. That was the worst. That was the worst part. I always did it. I, that was like, I, I like to, you know, for those of us who haven't had like sort of unspeakable traumas in our life, where you have to manufacture them, uh, and so, th- so I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna oh this paper, I'm just gonna suffer through putting this butcher paper up. Um, so yeah, did you do music time? Um, I didn't do it very often. I think I did it a couple of times with yeah. Annie. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah. I, uh, I'm oh, not a, I'm not a big singer. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be a good cozy zone. Oh, it would be. Yeah, you should get her. I should get you her. Really should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before she gets too big. I know. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah, and now Jen Connor I is know. big, she so is. that she would also be a good get. Yeah, well, she's not gonna be back in New York until uh, December, I think. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you can I, wait. I'm patient. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Uh, and Tom. Great Good boss. There. Good people. Good people there. Yeah, it's a really it was a really lovely a lovely moment. Yeah. How long were you there for? Mm, I wanna say like two years. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But you know, like part time, very part time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I loved working. Did you ever work on Governor's Island? I did. Yeah, I did, that yeah. Was super a lot fun. Of fun right? yeah. yeah. Um it's funny, I think um I felt a little bit like you had inceptioned my brain when I met you that first time. Because oh. I think you knew I was leaving CMA, didn't you? But we hadn't met yet. Ma- and somehow I had it in my mind that I should ask you to apply for this job. 
Maybe. I uh, Maybe I did that. <laughs> I, did I email you or you? No, I, I think it I don't really remember. Maybe it was through Tim maybe. somehow. You know, like he had mentioned it to you and you had mentioned your interest to him and somehow. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe. That's probably and then, probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah and then, well. like, you, I think you, would, you knew. I think you call that, that you call that uh, Timception. Timception, yeah. <laughs> Is the top real? Is it spinning forever? I love that movie yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's good. A lot. Have you ever seen the movie Snowpiercer? No, no, we talked about this. <laughs> we just talked about this when on on Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. You hated it. I did. But but I want to see it real bad. Yeah. <laughs> is it like Inception? Um, I. Uh, or is it just like that falling van scene in Inception, right. only a feature length movie? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely see it. Cool. Yeah. Um. I have a bit for you, Rania. I have a life bit for you. I'm ready. Yeah, here we go. So um, I'm throwing away everything. Okay. I'm throwing away my art. Okay. Um, this is what we actually, this, it's inspired by our work at CMA because yeah. all of these children would make these like unbelievable, meaningful pieces of art. Um, and I'm reading Marie Kondo's book. This is a very meta bit. Okay. I, you know, I'm, we're, it's in, this is like, I've never done this before. Okay. Um, but like I'm throwing, I'm throwing this away. Oh. Um, and, and so, yeah, let's see. This is a, this is a smash type scroll here. I don't even know what we have. What do we have here? Some eyes. Oh my God. Eyes for inventive. inventive. Oh my God. This is like really precious. Um, but I'm throwing it away. And do you want it? I do want it. Great. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. This is yours. Great. This thank is, you so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So that went that went well. Yeah. That <laughs> so I don't what even. What would you have done if I was like, mm, no? Well, I would have. What I, what I would have done is like gone or, gone around to the 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 now filled in um, members of Brooklyn Inn to yeah. see if they wanted it. Yeah, this whole bar is almost full. Well, like the actual bar. Yeah, the bar is, is full. full. Um, no, this uh, is great. Thank you so much. Oh my God, you're very welcome. Yeah. Thanks for taking it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you've listened to uh, other Cozy Zone episodes before. Maybe Tim's. I did listen to Tim's. Okay. I, I heard uh, yours with Nicolette. Okay. Um, great. Yeah. Um, but so you might know that um, I'm here uh, on behalf of the Cozy Zone Foundation. Mm-hmm. They they are the the primary funders for the Cozy Zone uh-huh. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also provide unlimited funds um, to uh, commission collaborative artworks between me and um, my guest. Uh-huh. And you are my guest. And we are now charged with devising a collaborative art project um, with uh, an unlimited budget. Okay. Um, that, you know, that we are both, basically the, the key is we both have to sign off on the concept and the name. Okay. And it can be anything. Okay. Um, so here we go off to the races. Okay. Um, I'm interested. I, you know, I asked, it it was, you know, it's all, everything is part of a larger scheme, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, when you were talking about. Uh, going to the Peace Corps, you you mentioned like printmaking and sort of oh, and when you were you met Tim, like yeah. you were like oh yeah. my god, I gotta like make some art. Yeah. So I'm really curious about like what is your art form? Yeah. 
and it could be teaching, it could be education. It I, could I think right now it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and tell me, like, tell me about, in your experience, like, what what is the poetry of education for you? Like, what are what are the the poetic aspects of of edu- education? This is when I wish I could get the words just right, but well, I know I won't. But the, you know what's nice about this is this is like you know there's a devising here, yeah. yeah. And you don't have to get the words just right. You know, yeah. We're all we're all here supporting. Yeah. Um, it's a, a tough question. It is. It's a really tough question. Um, what can you can you say it one more time? Yeah. So, so your your art form is teaching. Yeah. So in in the way that you educate, like where are there moments of poetic decision making, artistic decision making? Mm, okay. Like where, like what, like what are moments where, like it's like, oh wow, like because I did this, I got this really beautiful outcome. Yeah. This you know this outcome that, for all intents and purposes, could be categorized as art or poetry or you know or performance even right and maybe yeah like are the where are those moments and what do they look like right um you know i think right right now it's hard for me to say because i'm six days in sure um so i have not had those moments yet okay yeah i just have had a lot of moments of like self-doubt and like am i doing this wrong and am i am i um you know, not not being the best teacher for my kids. And, okay. Uh, so L- let me just offer that I've been trying to, like, in the past, like, yesterday. Okay. I've been trying to, like, write some stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. And that is the only feeling I have. It's <laughs> like, well, this is just garbage. <laughs> yeah. This is literally garbage. Yeah. This art that I'm giving you is garbage. It's not, because I'm keeping it. Well, I know, but, like, for me, it's garbage. Yeah. And, like, you know, one person's garbage is another person's treasure if that person likes garbage (laughs) um so you know and so i guess like the it even even in that even in hearing those thoughts i guess i'm i'm trying to uh, validate and draw a parallel between like the yes like that like there's a lot like just because it doesn't feel like a success or like you've you've reached the end that doesn't mean that you're not striving for it. So, so I guess the question is like, what, like maybe, maybe looking to the future, like what does like, what is the fantasy of like a, a poetic educational experience look like? Sure. Um, I think, I think a poetic educational moment might be, uh, me as a teacher really not saying much but seeing my kids kind of have control of what they're doing in the classroom um, and I'm already catching myself saying too many things as the teacher I don't I don't want to dominate dominate the class it's not I don't think that's my role I don't want it that to be my role right um, I want the kids to be speaking more than me um, and I, I think maybe like a a small moment could just be like a conversation that they that they're having themselves without me having to guide it the entire time. Um, this yeah. is good. This yeah. is good, Rania. <laughs> yeah. This is inspiring. <laughs> I'm thinking of some stuff. 
So I'm thinking a lot. I'm thinking a lot. I, I have a bias. Like I'm always thinking about like power yeah. and power dynamics. Yeah. Um, and especially like your your project in Burkina Faso about like you know empowerment for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what that actually like sort of that as a concept is one thing, and it could be a lot of lip service. But then what you actually achieved was this essentially like a metaphor like it you know it's like let's play soccer right and it's like oh yeah like that's a that's a low low um stakes low um exposure thing it's like yeah okay like a play soccer but like we know that like well but soccer is this soccer is a man's sport soccer like we don't have access to soccer but just the invitation of like okay let's play soccer Mm -hmm. it like achieves an objective of like let's question some gender norms here. Yeah. Um, And what you're talking about too, in terms of like what your, your pedagogical hope is, Uh is this student centered experience where your voice is not absent, but, but quieter in order to make room for these students. There is an implicit power dynamic between teacher and student. Um, There's an implicit power dynamic between artist and audience. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the thing that we should make um, will sort of consider that and subvert that power dynamic. I like that. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is yet. Okay, all right. Um, you know, I've heard you talk about printmaking, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. Um, are right. there other art forms that, like, are, are interesting to you? Like, you know, we have a lot of time and we have a lot of money. So if, you know, you need to, like, <laughs> if there's something you've always wanted to do yeah, yeah. Um, and train for, like, we have oh. time to, like, right. you know, work on that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, gosh, I don't know. I don't think I'm a good performer. I don't think I can do that. Well, okay. Um, okay. I don't know. That, I mean, I'm instantly like, I'm instantly like, no, that's... You, you want to challenge I that. I instantly want to challenge that. Yeah. Um, what does that mean to you? Like, why do you think that? I, you know, I don't know. I, I used to do a lot of theater stuff in high school. Okay. I don't, I don't know when I lost it. Yeah. Yeah. You were probably good in high school. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you I come know. you come from a circus family, <laughs> Rania. I I can't I cannot think that I cannot believe that it's all gone. I guess I don't that, know that like it skipped a generation. Like two circus people, yeah, yeah, have have you know had you and yeah. here you are. Yeah, and I mean, teaching is is performative. Oh no, I, yeah, it is definitely. I feel like I'm I'm on stage. Yeah. when I'm in front of the class. Yeah, schmoozing. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the. That's why I am. I had a two-hour nap yesterday <laughs> afternoon, after I slept like eleven hours that night. <laughs> because of teaching, because yeah. Well, so yeah, so performing maybe 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 it's just that it's exhausting, that yeah. it's it's not easeful performing. Yeah. That that's what I'm hearing. Maybe you're, it's not that you're not good at it. It's just that it's like super exhausting. Yeah. Which you know. That's okay. Okay. So okay. let's not worry about it. Okay. Like if right. it, it tires you out. Because okay. you could be good at it. I yeah. Like I'm sure yeah. you are good at yeah. it. But it's exhausting. Yeah. So let's not worry about it. Okay. Let's okay. find something that's nourishing. Well, like, like it could, you know, it, we could find a, some, a, some kind of balance where you could perform and I could do something complementary to that. Okay. Like what would that be? Like what would that look like? 
That, that was as far as I got with that. Okay. Part. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the, so here we are. <laughs> so we. So all. So printmaking. Like, what about printmaking appealed to you? Um, I really liked like the length of it. It took a long time to. Mm. Uh, to do okay. I like. The, the I, I I feel I feel close to that. I feel close to like ah this this is an impossible task. Exactly. I will begin and maybe never end. I love I love like ah uh, like yeah like so this uh, oh hello there's a there's a boy uh, making us faces giving us faces with with one tooth missing. That was a good moment. It was a good moment. Good he just, face. Like, swooped up, smiled, and then walked away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, the thing that I gave you, I is for inventive, for inventive yeah. invention, um, is from a project smash type in which, like, basically, the simplest explanation is I make a stamp for each letter of the alphabet, mm-hmm. a handmade stamp for each letter of the alphabet. That takes a fucking long time. How long does it take to make a single stamp? <sighs> Maybe, like, between a half to one full hour okay maybe probably in total yeah um but you know you do like steps like you make all the you cut out all the letters you prepare all the dowels you get all the orange juice bottles and all of that takes you know a few hours each so yeah maybe about a half hour we have one in our in our closet right now you do yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your closet bring it out there i know get it out i think we're gonna like display it get it out no that's okay i I just posted a a bit of art that was in a closet. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're slowly finding the right place to put everything. Totally. Place. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, you know about that tidying book, the Marie Kondo? Yeah, we used that before we moved out. Of oh, last oh, you got it. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, so you're, no, you're no, no, you know what Tim did? He uh, didn't want to buy it because he didn't want to have one more thing to decide if he should keep or not. Mm. So he went to the bookstore and took pictures of the pages that seemed the most relevant what to a us mad at man. that time. I what know. a madman. I know, I know. Nuts. I know. Well, you know that's not a bad idea. Marie yeah. Kondo would would approve. I know, right? So you like you like a, a sort of a long process. I you like something. Yeah. I also love that. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember a lot of like the technical terms for it, but I I once learned how to do like a lithograph, and so you have yes. to like yes. use like the uh, like the oil crayon on the metal. And then you have to, like, treat it. Right. And then, you know, you've you got to load it with the ink. Yeah. And you put it through the press, and you have to do it again, and it takes forever. Yes. I loved that. This is good. So I, do you like, are you interested in, like, book binding at all? Or, yeah. like, or like letterpress? I've never done it, but yes. Yeah. Like, have you ever, have you ever been to that place um, uh, near South Street Seaport? Bound Printers? Yeah, yeah, is that what it's called? Fuck yes, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I love that place. I love that place yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah. Yes, I've been there. Okay. Yes. So something like along those lines, like that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, let's okay. Yeah. Let's live there because okay. that's like that's like something that is like unbelievably interesting to me. Cool. And, and like it, like printing and like letterpress is super time intensive. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but so so then like what are the what are the power dynamics present in letterpress or printing so they're like the the person the person who sets the type and does the type is really in charge uh-huh. of of that right right and so how do you how do you um disrupt that 
by inviting the community mm. to set the, the press, you know, with like some some technical assistance, uh-huh. you know, from you know letterpress trained people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what are we printing? Like what what book are we printing? There's a lot of important like things that people need to know. It's true. This is true. Like, and so so you're you're an educator. Like, what uh, what are some of the like most essential things that you would want to impart to young people as an educator? Like, geez, Pam, I just, know. You know, just well, give me an easy question. Yeah. You know, listen, I I didn't say the thing, so I said a few. You know, a, a few, few yeah. and and you know, you can like think out loud if you want to. I don't know. I mean, I have some thoughts. Um. Uh, I, I think, uh, gosh, it's hard. Uh, how to be independent? Okay. How to, like, how yeah. to be independent from. Uh, just other people. Okay. I guess, yeah. Like Ayn Rand. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, what's it? Like, like Rourke. Like, like, what's his name? Howard Rourke? Is that his name? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm, know. A, I'm a kind of a an Ayn Rand fan. Really? A little bit. Yeah. But she was like, yeah, everyone needs to be independent. Independent. I'm an independent capitalist. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm thinking of my kids right now, and it's third grade, but they're uh, they're so academically low. Yeah. Like, kindergarten low. So oh, man. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and so there's very, there's, there's very little independence. Right. You know, it's... Um, and we we're lucky because we've got twenty kids, but and then there's two of us, but still, it's not. So it's not so okay. so maybe it's about like um, sort of the independence, yes, but it's a part of it. But then like. Um, but it's like, how do you value yourself? Right. Like, why is that important? Right, right. To like you know, like taking care of yourself is very important. Like sort of in being like not relying on other people. For everything, like there, there's the, the the balance between independence and interdependence, right? I think maybe independence was not quite the right word. That's okay. That yeah. Like, uh, maybe like um, independence with like discovery, like take you, some well, someone who is able to get w- or discover what they want to. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So. Uh, or th- someone who can t- you know take take charge of. You you, I don't, I don't you feel you feel entitled to like make new discoveries. Like yeah. you don't need anyone's permission to learn more about the world. Right, right. Like you and don't, you, and you know how to. Yeah, yeah. Because you have basic s- tools of inquiry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. T- yeah. So like so it's like it, it's it you know like what so basically so I wonder. Okay, so we have this community letterpress. Okay. Um. Uh, and it's like a you know a lovely like old you know eighteen hundreds thing where you have like movable wooden type right yeah maybe it looks a little bit like the bar like yeah the very bar. It ver- yes absolutely yeah. um, and I think there's something there's something important about like a like a toolbox for like to be the, your best self or uh-huh. something like that yeah. like and and it would be fascinating like. I'm thinking about like uh, some something at weddings or like it's like give some advice to the bride and groom <laughs> yeah, or the yeah. groom and groom and the bride and bride <laughs> or whatever you know the married people um, give them some advice for marriage and it's always like ah you know 
always laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> all right, so that's fine. But, like, what if it was, like, what if you asked, what if you tasked the community to, to say, like, listen, we're, like, we, we need a textbook uh-huh. in school uh-huh. to inspire kids to be their best selves. Uh-huh. Like, what would you, what do they need to know yeah. to be their best selves? Yeah. I don't. What do you? I don't. What do you I, think? I don't. I mean, what's? I think the the magic. One of the th- magic things that I learned in grad school uh-huh. um, was like, as a teacher, you don't need to know the answers yeah. all the time. You yeah. just need to know what questions to ask, yeah. and especially in your student guided pedagogical fantasy that you described yeah. earlier, like it is only about asking yeah. questions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I might know a thing, but like, yeah. I mean, it, so this this sounds like a this sounds like a thing. Like it's a crowdsourced letterpress textbook uh-huh. about about how to be your best self. I like that. I could use that still. I think. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a person who couldn't. Right. I mean, unless they're ridiculous. But <laughs> I, forget it. Like I don't want to know who you are. Right. Um. So what do we call it? I mean, do we just want to get straight to the point and call it how to be your best self, or do we want to be more nuanced about it? How to be your best self sounds good to me. Yeah. And it's a, and a, just to, to restate, it is a crowdsourced, uh-huh. community-based, uh-huh. movable type, uh-huh. letterpress textbook. Yes. And and so we have P, we have like you know letterpress technicians. It uh-huh. takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of standing by as people I mean it would take a long time because they'd have to like come up with the text right. and it's like is this exactly the text you want yes okay good so now we have to set it mm-hmm. and then they do that and they you know yeah and then it happens yeah yeah damn cool cool yeah. any any additions I like it cool yeah, how to be I your best self how to be your best self by Rania Furia uh-huh. and Ben Weber Ben Weber yep. great Lovely. Cool. Um, yeah, we did it. We did. Uh, <laughs> do you have any, any questions for me? Um, about our project? About anything. Ask me anything. This is the, the Reddit portion oh, of Cozy's um, <laughs> AMA. AMA with Ben Weber. That's right. Um, what are you going to do in California? I'm going to hopefully record some Cozy Zones. going to go camping. going to mm-hmm. chillax. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, you know give Nicolette some smooches mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. uh, maybe say hi to her family cool. say hi to my friend Lisa mm-hmm. my friend Sage and Julia Rami mm-hmm. um, where in California are you in LA probably San Diego and LA and some you know secret nature place alright yeah cool yeah yeah Any, anything else any other oh, inquiries that's it for right now. All right. Yeah. Um, Rania, this has been extraordinary. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, any final any final thoughts? Any final advice? Mm. I think you got it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I'll see you, uh, see you right after right after this. Right after this. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. intimately finding our peaceful cozy
gypsy zone And Ben He interviews friends It's awkward and then It's cozy zone Occasionally it's a lovely thing To be nosy in somebody's cozy zone So please Snuggle up sweet A beautiful thing It's cozy zone